Underrated. A verb. To rate or evaluate too low. Hello, everybody. What's up? How are you? Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're listening. Hi. <laughs> it's pretty early when I'm recording this. It's it's eight oh it's eight oh four it's eight oh four. Again, sorry if you hear noise. I don't know why people would be up this early. Probably the same reason I'm up, because I have class at nine, so I had to really crunch this out. I plan to record this on Sunday, but um, after this weekend's events, which I'll get into later, I just didn't have, I didn't have the time and I didn't have it in me. I was doing schoolwork till 12 last night, which is pretty typical of a college student, just kind of like cranking workout till super late. Um, but I was working on a user experience case study, so it's kind of a lot. But yeah, no, the person above me, sorry, the apartment, if you hear that, it's the apartment above me, I don't, they're... I feel like they stomp or maybe the walls are just thin i don't know but again it's eight roughly i'm recording this before my 9 a.m class um so maybe a little short that's my bad currently sipping on some coffee i ate breakfast earlier excuse me while i take a sip um had some yogurt with some fruit if you haven't had food or water today make sure to eat and drink your water it's important so yeah i hope everyone had a great weekend or has had a great day night so far i had a great weekend myself i got to go out with some friends which was nice because i don't go out at all the most going out i do is like to the grocery store but a group of friends and i all went out to dinner and got to hang out and watch the unc duke final four game if you don't know i go to unc so naturally i'm a Tar Heel fan although although i really don't know much about sports we rushed Franklin Street after the game, which was absolute madness because we were eating very far from where all of the craziness was going on. So it was it was a nice little sprint. It was a nice little sprint. I'm not one of the ones that was wild climbing on stuff, but there were a lot of people on top of bus stops, newspaper stands on rooftops. It was kind of, it was crazy. It was madness. It was literally madness. Um. At one point, I, I saw cops climbing onto the rooftops to get people down because they had climbed up a ladder behind one of the buildings and were on top, which is not something that I'm assuming is supposed to be accessible to the general public. Neither here nor there. It was a big weekend. It was crazy to be a senior experiencing something this huge. Again, although I have no clue how sports work, at least to some degree. Just like the hype being in it all is pretty fun. Um, if you're not a big sports fan, if you're in college, high school, take advantage of that. Just enjoy it. I was the girl in high school that just casted aside sports because um, honestly, I thought they were super overrated. Looking back, I think I was definitely like a reflection of myself because back then I was not athletic. I didn't work out. I also didn't understand sports at all. Whereas now I have some knowledge of them. Um, I can understand what's going on and why calls are made and sort of get it but i'm not super knowledgeable but no like seriously take it all in you're gonna regret not going to the events and embracing the school spirit when you have the chance so definitely give it a shot don't go into it hating it be open-minded try to enjoy yourself and have fun when i was in high school i probably my senior year of high school i think i went to one football game 
I never went to basketball games. I didn't go to any other sport games. I went to one football game. I am now a senior in college. I've been to a single basketball game. Fortunately enough, as a junior at UNC, I got to go to a Duke-UNC game. It was great. We beat Duke last year. We didn't make it to the Final Four, but but um, it's pretty cool to have experienced both. And uh, I don't understand like the honor of having gone to like a Duke-UNC game, especially like as a junior, because normally seniors get like admittance to all the basketball games, or at least they get like first picking. So I got to see UNC and Duke play in person last year and we won. And I got to experience the final four as a senior, UNC won. But yeah, try to take in all of the athletic events, take advantage of it, especially in high school because you can't really go to a lot of like the big games in college. I mean, you can, like you can go to the football games. They're pretty easy, like easily accessible. Whereas the basketball games is like, especially at UNC, it's, it's a raffle. So you kind of have to apply for like you don't just get to go walk up to the stadium and be like hey i want to come in here's my money or here's my like student card student id but enjoy yourself if you're in high school go to the games don't be so like stuck up your own butt about it it's fun it is fun even if you don't enjoy sports even if you're not a big sports fan it is fun don't be like me because i didn't get to enjoy any of the games in high school I, quite frankly, I went to more games my first year post-grad from high school than I did as a senior. Just a tip for me today. But anyway, UNC goes against Kansas tonight. It's Monday, by the way. So, happy Monday, everybody. (laughs) That'll be wild. I'm excited. I'm a little scared, but I think it'll be a fun game i'm hanging out with the same group um tonight that i did was that saturday now oh my gosh this weekend went by so fast we're getting takeout and watching the game together so i'm super excited for that it's gonna be interesting anyways what a weekend um i'm shocked i had a good time because this past week was a little rough when last week started i felt like i was kind of on a high like full force going into the week i had so much energy i got all my lifts in i was on top of my schoolwork filmed and uploaded last week's episode which if you haven't listened It's only 15 minutes long. It's just kind of like an introduction to the podcast. Me, why I'm doing it. You don't have to listen to it, but feel free. Uh, It's there. It felt nice. The beginning of last week was really good. Um, I felt great, super productive. I'll take a sip of my coffee now. So let me pause for a second. I'm actually going to put it down. If that was too loud, I will cut it out. But uh, Thursday rolled around which was my busiest day of the week. I have an early class and a late class that runs until 8 p.m. It's pretty brutal. Thursdays are my really bad days. I I hate them. I hate them with a passion. I'm normally exhausted uh, by the end of the day. But last week, um, about halfway through the day, I crashed. Uh, That morning, I woke up feeling fine. I got my workout in. It was amazing. It felt great. Everything was super nice, and then I crashed. I ended up taking a nap, which is hard to admit because I don't normally nap. I'm not a big napper. I'll just throw, like, it'll, it'll, throw my, it'll throw my whole day off, but it genuinely helped. So, you know, if you're not a big napper and you're kind of like me, um, just bite the bullet. Take a nap because it, it, it really, like, transformed my whole day. I got work done after that, which that whole day was nothing. I, I didn't do any work. I didn't feel very productive, like... I would say around two, two or three, which really stunk because I was trying to get ahead of my work 
for the game. So yeah, like I took a nap. I took a nap. And sometimes just taking a break from everything does so much good, which is a lesson to learn. I think um, some of you might be able to relate when I say like I was taught, if you're not always going, then you're wasting time. I happen to have a tendency to burn myself out like relatively fast, whether that be doing too much work, overworking out, stressed, overthinking. I have a hard time like not doing those things. Um, Sometimes I have to force myself to relax and take a break, which we all should be allowed to do without judgment or guilt, but I still have this sense of guilt. From like a really young age, it was always like, if you're relaxing, you're wasting time. And I don't know if it's like a generational thing. Uh, My parents are in their 40s, mid 40s, early to mid 40s. Um, They had me pretty young. They had my sister, I have an older sister and a younger brother. They had us all pretty young in their early 20s, late teens, which for that time is like relatively normal, but like, it's just, maybe it's a generational thing. Like my parents are always like, go, go, go. It's really hard to like go and spend time with them on the weekends because if I want to visit, they're like constantly going and doing. They don't take breaks. And I often like, I don't bicker at them, but like I pick with them. Like, do you guys ever sit down? And my mom just says, well, we've got things to do. But it's random things. It's like going to Home Depot, randomly painting something that doesn't necessarily need to be painted. It's probably more of a want than a need, but my parents are very like, go, go, go. Like you gotta be doing stuff. You've gotta like constantly be progressing. You've gotta constantly be working. And I think that rubbed off on me when I was younger, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because I do often have that like motivation to continue being productive. But in my later years, it has caused a lot of burnout. It's caused a lot of burnout. Um, And the way I kind of cope with it all is like go on walks. I know that may sound like counterintuitive, but let me explain. When I go on walks, it gets me out of my apartment. It gets me out of my apartment complex and I am completely remote. I work remotely. So my apartment is my office. I don't have a desk. Strange, yeah, I'm a student without a desk. Hear me out. The desk in my apartment took up too much space. So I, the handy woman I am, took it apart (laughs) and it's under my bed. I'll put it back together when I move out. I did it in my old apartment. Um, It works, it works. So a lot of my work is done like either laying in bed, again, might not sound like the best thing to do. I rarely lay in bed and do work. Normally I'm in my kitchen. So I sit at my table. I have a two person table, seats two, whatever. I do my work there. So the common area of my apartment is where I do my schoolwork. It's my office space. Whereas my bedroom is where I sleep. Sometimes if I have schoolwork where I'm having to read, I have an English course this semester. It's a Brit Lit. Um, We have a lot of reading. So I'll do reading laying in bed as like a way to wind down for the night. Um, But that's about as much of the work that I do in my room is, if that makes sense. So the common space is my office. But like when I go on walks, it takes me out of this space because you have to think all of my work is being done in here. So if I'm in this area, I'm in like the mindset to continue working, which is a little stressful. And hopefully next year when I um, move, I'll have a two bedroom apartment so I can have like an office space or I'll have like a desk where I can kind of like separate my work from my, my leisure time and my sleeping. But when I go on walks, I can relax in nature with a podcast running in the background, just kind of clear my mind. Some of my favorite podcasts, I love Emma Chamberlain's podcast, um, Odd Vice with Kristen McAtee and Alex Coot, Cahoot, 
Kahoot. I don't know how to say it. I think it's Kahoot. And then the Distractable podcast with Bob, Mark, Wade. Love them. They're my favorite. So Distractable Advice, Anything Goes with Emma Chamberlain. Amazing. Highly recommend. It just allows me to take a break. Like I can take a break from my work. I can get moving because sometimes sitting isn't relaxing, but more like anxiety inducing. And as somebody who's like really been struggling with anxiety for a lot longer than I imagined, um, I was just recently diagnosed with having really bad anxiety. It's It's been a year. I was diagnosed last August. Um, and I never thought that I did. I was always told it was in my head. I was always told it was in my head. And again, this is another thing where I think it's like a generational issue. My parents said that you don't have anxiety. Be strong. Like it's all in your head. They're a lot better now. They they definitely are more accepting of the fact that like anxiety is a thing and that emotions do exist and strength does not equate to ignoring your emotions and ignoring your anxiety. I grew up in a weird household. We can talk about that another episode. But my walks are my coping mechanism and whether that's a good one or not, I don't know, but it works for me. It really helps and honestly, when I don't take time for myself, I get that rush of burnout. It makes me fall apart emotionally, physically, in all aspects. I end up having a hard time doing work. Working out is just absolutely terrible. My lifts are bad. I, I feel weak. I don't I don't feel strong. And it, it'll go like one week. I'm like, oh, this is my PR. Like I'm maxing. Like, oh, that lift was great. I'm, I'm sore and it feels nice and everything's amazing. I feel on top of the world and then I crash. And that makes me stressed and then I get anxious and that anxiety translates into insomnia, which is something I've been struggling with and it becomes a loop and it just, it, it's hard to get out of. It's so hard. This burnout loop that, that I feel like everybody in, like in our post-pandemic world is, is suffering and dealing with. And there are people who like, eh, whatever, it doesn't exist, but it does. It does. It is so prevalent. It it stinks it really stinks and sometimes people can get out of that loop it's, it's been really hard like learning how to manage it and when i hit that like burnout loop when i hit that point where it's a cycle and i, I recognize it i have to just take a whole day to reset and it, it throws everything off because i haven't taken that break from feeling that burnout i have now put myself back a day because I wouldn't force myself to take just an hour or 15 minutes or five minutes, just five minutes of my time to decompress and just like pull back from my work. And rather than taking that time like a normal sane human would, I decide, no, I'll power through it. Again, a deep rooted thing from my childhood, my youth, the way that my parents raised me and taught me, be strong, push through it. It's in your head. You're not tired. Get that work done. No, I'm exhausted. And it's hard to admit that because like in a world where everything is so go, 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 and it's it's grind, grind, grind. The mentality of constantly going, which I think is slowly transforming into taking breaks and understanding your body and just being there for yourself. And physical health is becoming just as important as mental health, thankfully that like constant grind mentality is slowly fading. However, not to say that putting in a lot of work and effort is a bad thing, it's not. Like obviously in order to succeed, you have to be, you have to be on top of it. And I don't mean not taking breaks, but I mean being focused. And, and I think taking that time to decompress and really 
really focus on not getting burnt out allows you to move forward at a linear rate. I mean, if you're if you're constantly going up and down and having these big spouts of burnout, it's so hard to stay on course, which is why I think it is so important to have breaks, which is something that I think I'm going to struggle with because I'm going into the workforce soon. And when I graduate, this is going to be the first time that I don't get a summer break. I don't get a spring break and I don't get winter break. I don't get a whole month off, which is, again, something I find very strange. It's something that like I talk to people about all the time. The way that the world works is just so weird. It's so weird. You have to work to live. And I get like, I get all of it, it makes sense, but you have to work to live. And honestly, we live to work because if you don't have money, you can't survive. And I know money doesn't buy happiness, but money buys life. It's not a life if you're miserable. And a lot of careers don't really take into account physical health and mental health. But I do think that it's something that's kind of on the up. It's on the up. Big corporations are taking it into account. Like if Google, who's been doing really well with that, I feel like Google's on the top when it comes to caring about their employees. And I may not know all of logistics. I don't know. I've never really looked into it, but I do remember in high school, like my my professors, teachers, teachers, not professors, my teachers would talk about how they have like sleep chambers and daycares for people that work there and they don't even have to pay for them because it's it, it's helpful and when you've got high morale and your employees are happy healthy and and not suffering i mean work is so much better which is why personally i feel like having hybrid or remote jobs is really good because you can kind of just take time for yourself like if i need to take a second and walk away i can take a second and walk away if i want to like make food i can make food and not feel like people are staring at me and for somebody with anxiety it it is a it is a thing i think about like i i i stress i stress i feel like i went on a tangent there but honestly i recommend it as annoying as it is um i don't want to be the person that says working out fixes all problems that's just my way of oh there's an airplane i don't know if you guys can hear it obviously my way of decompressing is to work out, to go on a walk, to step away from not only my schoolwork, but my apartment, the physical space in which I live, which is so strange. It lets me decompress, it, it helps me. If I'm stressed, upset, angry, any feeling aside from tired, working out, whether it's just a short little half hour weight lift or walking on the treadmill or going on a little mental health stroll for like 15 minutes, or even a hit workout, like a little 10 minute hit workout, high intensity, get me going, get me sweating, get my heart going. It helps, it really does. It's so weird, it helps though. Something about honing in and forgetting everything else and just focusing on myself, the lift and listening to music makes the, the stressors of the world just fade away. Just, just simply fade away. And it's great, it's great. Being able to decompress really helps. And I think that's something that everybody needs to find. I think everyone needs to find their little space outside of work. The thing that makes them feel, makes them feel alive. The thing that isn't work-related, the thing that benefits their mental health, their physical health. And it doesn't have to be both. It could be one, it could be neither. 
you, you could just go lay in bed and take a nap. Something that just helps you decompress, something that helps you not stress, something that takes you away from your work and allows you to not burn out, to simply not burn out. I think finding that space, finding that thing is so important. And I hope whether that be soon, the near future, or when I'm long gone, that establishments, corporations, careers, jobs take burnout into consideration and really understand that when your employees burn out, your morale drops, your work starts to starts to dwindle. Your employees' work is going to start to dwindle. It's not going to be as efficient. When your employees are happy and healthy and their physical, their emotional, their mental health, their entire well-being, everything is aligned, you will have a much more successful, one, workplace, and two, your literal business will run more efficiently. Your business will run efficiently and everything will be better. I hope that made sense. I started to zone out, but yeah. Yeah, I think, I think focusing on the mental health of your employees is super important, all in all. Focusing on mental health in all aspects, as a student, as a mom, as a dad, as a sister, brother, employee, everything. Everybody just needs to definitely focus on that. And like the burnout, the motivation, not burning out and having the ability to find that thing that allows you to decompress in order to stay motivated. I think that's really important. Song of the day. Hi. So we have gotten to a segment where we do song of the day. Just for a quick moment, let's take a brief second to just talk about one song in particular. Never Let You Go by Role Model. Okay. I'm picking this song because of the music video. Some people aren't big on music videos. I am personally somebody that if a song has a music video, you have got to watch it. The visual elements of music videos really aid in understanding the lyrics of a song. Nine times out of ten. Not always, but nine times out of ten. Something about seeing Tucker and Emma in one place. If you don't know, him and Emma Chamberlain are in a relationship. Something about seeing them. It is so heartwarming. And I really recommend checking out the music video if you haven't. Listen to the song, watch the music video, do it at the same time, do it at separate times, but do both. It's just super wholesome. And if you're an Emma Chamberlain fan, it'll make you smile. Um, I was reading the comments on the music video and everybody seems super happy and supportive. And I'm happy. I'm so happy she's happy. Um, I know from her podcast that YouTube was really taking a toll on her mental health, which is why she's taking a break, which is really, really um, courageous. It's a courageous thing to do, especially because in the YouTube community, it's, it's like if you're not posting every week, you become irrelevant, which is, I mean, she even said it in her podcast. I finally listened to it, finally understand why she's not uploading anymore. She's taking time to focus on her podcast, focus on her company, her coffee company. Amazing. I would love, love to have some Emma Chamberlain coffee. Taking time away from your job, your literal career. I know it's hard. And I know people have conflicting opinions on the validity of content creation as a career. And people will say it's not hard, but I disagree. 
I, I disagree. I think it's hard and it has its ups and downs because you can hit walls. I mean, you're in the public light. You have this pressure to constantly be creating. I mean, it's day in and day out, whereas the benefit of having a nine to five, you think about work from nine to five, from nine to five. And after five o'clock, it's, it, it doesn't concern you anymore. But as a content creator, you are constantly, constantly trying to think of ways to turn your life into content. And Emma kind of like talked about this in one of her podcasts. I don't exactly know the episode. It was a recent one. It's in the last three or four. But you're constantly putting your life out there. And she she kind of briefly touched on how weird it is to film yourself all the time. And there was a, another YouTuber that I recently, um, oh my gosh, it, it's been a while since, since I listened to this. I think it was a video. It was like a YouTube video. Um, where it's hard to be a content creator because you are constantly, your life is content. You are constantly working. You don't get breaks. You go out with your friends. You can't even enjoy that because you are thinking, oh, how can I turn this into content? Like, how can I make this something that I can like produce into a way like, how, how can I use this? You don't even get to enjoy it. To wash your face, to brush your teeth, to do your skincare routine, to lay down. You don't get to relax. As a content creator, you don't because you are constantly working. Anything in life can take a toll on you, which I mean, it's, it's a good segue, I guess, like um, into what I wanna talk to next, which is actually things you all sent in. I asked you um, on Instagram to send in to the underrated email, underratedthepodcast at gmail.com, ways that you cope slash deal with burnout and some stories you might have where you've experienced burnout. I thought it would be interesting to get some other people's takes. I kind of touched on some burnout that I've experienced and actually I didn't really talk about my burnout. Maybe we'll do an episode where I talk about times that I've burned out. Um, But I talked about how I cope and I thought it would be interesting for myself to kind of get some tips, but also for you guys, anybody that's listening to get tips from other people and hear other people's stories and maybe find some inspiration from others and how they deal with burnout and cope so yeah um now i want to read some of the stories that you guys sent in some of the tips you guys sent in everything will be anonymous i will not be stating anyone's names now in further episodes when we do stories or talk about things or if you guys send in content you guys can preface if you want to be anonymous or not you can say like i don't mind you can put your names and say like i want to be anon or um I don't mind if you say my name, I don't have to be anonymous, but for this episode specifically, I thought it would be good to keep everything anonymous just because it's a little easier to manage. And rather than like saying, hey, send in some emails, I wanted to preface because I I want people to interact. This is a point for us to all like make, I wanna make a community out of this. So I think it's, I think it'll be fun. And I'm I'm excited to read what you guys sent in. Um, I picked a couple, there were, there was a good amount. I was kind of shocked. Um, I didn't think anybody was going to send stuff in. And when I finally saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, there's actually a good amount. So I'm excited. I'm excited to go through and read what you guys sent in. So someone sent in how they deal with their burnout. Anonymous said, when I deal with burnout, the best thing I've found that works is taking long breaks from serious mental work, at least for a few days, if not the bare minimum stuff. Eventually, my brain starts to crave thinking again. The thing for me is that this isn't a one-time fix. 
this isn't a one-time thing that fixes everything okay but i do i do it at least once a semester but you have to choose to do it rather than letting it build up to the point that you have to do it like lifting a pot lid every once in a while rather than letting it boil over i agree i agree um kind of like i said earlier letting it build up ends up causing a bigger delay in your work and your motivation rather than just taking a small break and kind of like forcing yourself to take a second If you don't do that, it ends up worse. It ends up so much worse in the long run. And like you said, like taking that break rather than just letting it boil over and get substantially worse, it, it helps. It really does. And I think that's a really good tip. I think that's a really, really good tip is just go ahead and do it. Take a break from all the, the hard things, at least a few days of just bare minimum stuff. Yeah taking a break from all the really difficult tasks and doing the things that take the least amount of work. Taking a break from all the really hard stuff and just doing the things that take the least amount of work, the things that you need to do, but the ones that are the least amount of work is what you should do just to get that like decompression so you don't have to stress that much. Yeah, I I agree 100%. Another person said, honestly, I have a playlist just for that. I'm assuming for burnout. And put it on and sleep just laying on my back. Some of the best sleep and I wake up feeling much better and not burnout. Yes, again, anything that that helps. I, again, I'm I'm not a big napper. Personally, I don't take naps, but I feel like in the same sense, my walks are equivalent to your naps, (laughs) your little sleeps. I, I agree. Having a podcast on in the background and just taking a second to go do something else and um, not really stress or think about school or work. It really helps. So if, if having a pot, like a, a playlist on and taking a nap or going to sleep helps you and allows you not to get burnt out or to make up for being like feeling burnt out, I, I think that's a really good, a really good tip and something a lot of people could do. Or maybe like try and attempt is like make a playlist of their favorite songs or songs that make them like super happy and like have a little dance break, go on a walk, take a nap, um, put on their favorite show. There's one thing. When I go to sleep, I always have a movie on. My, my um, what would you say? I wouldn't call it a guilty pleasure movie, but my favorite movie to watch is probably Wally. I love putting Wally on. There's not a lot of talking. It's just music and and sounds. So for me, it's it's really easy to fall asleep to. Or just have in the background kind of like a lo-fi hip-hop stream or something so yeah I, I agree on that one another submission from anon because everybody's anonymous this week so i had a job that required me to work every day eight plus hours a day and at first it was kind of worth it because the money is nice but after months with no days off i just got burned out both mentally and physically i tried to just ignore it and keep going but that's not how it works I was scared to ask for time off, but I eventually did and got five days off. I wanted to just sleep and stay in bed, but I knew if I did that, I'd regret doing nothing during my time off. During my days off, I got a haircut, went to a hockey game, just did things I wanted to do, but couldn't because of work. When I came back to work, I felt refreshed and overall happier. It's okay to be burned out. 
just have to know how long you need to recover and what's going to help you through it. I agree. I agree. Obviously, burnout is inevitable, I think, but a way to avoid it would be to know your breaking point and incorporate the things that you did on your days off. Knowing your limit, knowing the uh, signs of burnout, the things that are pretty prevalent when you start to feel burnout, um, and take those definitely with a grain of sand because there are some signs like my anxiety doesn't equate to me being burnt out but my anxiety could be a result of me burning out in some cases so just take your signs know what you need to do use the tools that you have to decompress to avoid severe burnout at least to your like the best of your ability and feel refreshed Take your time off. Take a break. Do the things you love to do. And and I think maybe incorporating those things in your day-to-day, whether that be something small, the end of the night, you're, you're decompressing as like your skincare routine or, I don't know, meditating, watching one episode of a show. One episode of a show. Relaxing and watching a show. Watching a YouTube video. A show, YouTube, anything. I love watching gamers. I watch Mark, Sean, Felix, Ethan, Crane Gameplays, all of those people. Obviously, I watch other people, but they're the they're the bulk of the YouTubers that I watch. Um, just a nice little plug, Mark's In Space with Markiplier is coming out today. Today. I don't know what time. It might already be out, but it comes out today. Um, just take time to decompress. Um, doing that in your day-to-day, 5, 10, 15, an hour However, t- however much time that you can dedicate every day to yourself, I think you should. I think there should be a space in every day where you dedicate time for you. Pull back, reflect on yourself, whether that be journaling. I mean, journaling can be a form of decompression, getting your emotions out there. I personally am not a fan of journaling. I become obsessive. I'm too organized, if that makes sense. Like I'm very nitpicky. I don't like writing because I hate my handwriting. I love typing, but I know that when you're typing a journal, it's not as beneficial as writing. Something about writing things out and getting your thoughts on paper, I think, is a little different than maybe like typing things up. And I think that's that's true because I, I do remember when I took hand notes in high school, I remembered things much, much better than taking notes in college on my my laptop. So yeah. Um, I like I like what you had to say. I think one thing would be to take more time for yourself. Just a tip for me. Um, working is great. Money is great. But your mental and physical health is also very, very, very important in order to produce good work, well work. So my tip to you would be to try and find a small portion of every day for yourself and don't and don't let yourself get to the boiling point, kind of like um, the first person that we talked about today mentioned. Don't get to the boiling point. Don't let it boil over. Take two minutes, five minutes of your day and just decompress and relax and reflect on yourself. Understand what's going on. Understand your emotions and, and make sure, like, check on yourself. Literally check in 
with yourself. Ask yourself, am I okay? How am I feeling? Do I feel down? Am I, am I starting to dwindle? Do I need to take a break? Don't let it get so bad that it takes a lot longer to recover. Vacations are great. Always take vacations. Vacation time is necessary. It's deserved. In a world that's so grind, grind, get work done, don't take breaks. Take breaks. Forget what other people say. Take a break. Decompress. But also every day, check in on yourself. Check in on yourself. Make sure you're okay. Because if you're not okay, your work's not going to be okay. Your physical, your mental health, it's not going to be okay. In order to produce great work, in order to have a linear progression, you have got to check in on yourself. It's my only tip. The last one that I chose, the last one that I chose to read today is somebody discussing how they manage their burnout. Anonymous says, the way I manage my burnout is to try and plan out my days. I'm not super strict with it, but having a list and overview of everything I need to get done allows me to try and stay on top of things while also having an idea of how to manage my time and get them all done. I also take a lot of small breaks from working, even if it's just to check my phone and scroll for five minutes. I love that. Um, I love that. I know some people, their opinion on social media or I'm, I'm assuming you mean social media, like take your phone and scroll for five minutes. Okay, well, whatever you're scrolling on. Um, personally, I know social media, like Instagram, TikTok especially. I don't have TikTok anymore. I deleted it. Um, is toxic. Sometimes social media can be toxic. So make sure that what you're looking at in your spare time is good for you. Definitely don't look at things that will stress you out and make you anxious. As long as it works for you, definitely like just 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 check in on yourself like I've been saying. Um as long as it works for you, then I I 100% agree with it. And I think that's a good thing. I think taking like 5 minutes, like I said earlier, like whether it's 2, 5, 10, 15 an hour, just taking time to decompress, to rewind, to check in on yourself, to take time for yourself again, because every day we should be taking time for ourselves. In a world that is so work and goal oriented and so competitive, being able to understand yourself and make sure you're okay keeps you on track for success. And Getting past that boiling point is how people break. We live to be happy. We don't live to work. I don't like the mentality where we work to live and live to work. I think we live to be happy and develop as people and to create re like relationships and bonds that last lifetimes. Obviously, money is nice. We need money to survive. You know, taxes, the inevitable. But again taking time for yourself because if you're not emotionally mentally physically healthy if you're not all the above there you can't enjoy life you really can't so take time for yourself take time for yourself but yeah that concludes today's episode this was nice i i hope that everybody kind of took something from this if you didn't i mean i hope you enjoyed it I definitely took some tips from this. Maybe naps will be something that I do more frequently. Probably not. 
probably not but i like the playlist i like the playlist idea and i think i think everybody has a different take on burnout and i think everybody has different coping mechanisms and how they manage their burnout and stay motivated and i like it i like that because everybody's different no one is the same if we were all the same there wouldn't be anything fun in the world being the same it's not fun so be unique be you be your own person aspire to inspire and manage your burnout manage your burnout underrated